we'll get started here. All right, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Cigar Guys. We have the usual suspects, myself, Alexander Gonzalez. We have Mark Nikolai. Across from me, we have Zachary Nikolai. And we have a special guest today, Manolo Rodriguez from Casa 1910 Cigars. Santiago. Santiago. I said Rodriguez, man. (laughs) (laughs) No worries, no worries. (laughs) We start. Santiago. But thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And then make sure uh, when you're talking to the mic, we'll have it as close as you can. Right there should be good, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so we actually uh, had an event with these guys here at Corona Cigar Company. Uh, your first event in the state of Florida, you said? Actually, yes. It's, it's our first event in, in Florida. So we are very excited. And Casa 1910 knows Florida. Orlando, and the next week I'm going to Miami to visit other shops. Very nice, very nice. And uh, so, where do you live uh, full time then? Well, right now, maybe I can I can tell you where I'm living because I travel a lot <laughs> okay, <fair laughs> be- between uh, the proper office, the production in Mexico, the production in Nicaragua, the production in Dominican Republic. Uh, the visits and the, um, the tobacco shops here in U.S. and Europe, it's a little bit complicated, but Mexico City, it's my home right now. Okay, very nice, very nice. So uh, tell us about the cigar that we're smoking right now. Sure, with a pleasure. So this cigar, it's a, a Robusto-shaped cigar, 5 by 50 I call it Cuchillo Parado. Cuchillo parado uh, in English is like a left knives. Okay. But uh, Cuchillo parado is a name for a very small town in the state of Chihuahua, Mexico, who took the first battle for the Mexican Revolution. Oh, wow. And it is because Casa 1910 is called 1910 because 1910 is the year of the Mexican Revolution began. And this cigar commemorates the first battle for the Mexican Revolution. Uh, in Cuchillo Parado Town, and it's our first cigar, our flagship cigar. Mm -hmm. So we made these cigars in the factory, a very small factory in San Andres, Veracruz, Mexico, in the state of Veracruz, with 10 cigar rollers, handmade, just handmade. And I made this cigar with five different types of tobacco leaves. For the filler, I use all Negro San Andres. The binder, it's Negro San Andres too, with five years aged before we roll it, every leaf. And the wrapper, it's a Sumatra seed, but growing in Mexico. And I put in aging for three years before we roll it. And after we roll it, uh, we put in rest every cigar in cedar wood to six to eight months at least. It's a medium strength cigar. And I designed this blend for the perfect pairing with a tequila reposado and tequila añejos. It's not exclusive for tequilas, but it's a perfect pairing. It's a mass suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And actually, you taught me yesterday how to do uh, how the best way to pair your cigar with uh, your tequila or your whiskey. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Sure. Why not? Uh, well, I'm a sommelier. And I'm a spirits expert. Okay. And 
I take uh, several certifications around the flavors and aromas. So uh, smoke and drink alcoholic beverage, it's not natural for the body. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay? <laughs> it's not natural. It, it, it's because you need to push and to help your palate, to, to help your nose, to make a to, to make a better understanding the, the facts, the sensations. It's because the best way to do uh, a perfect tasting or, or the perfect way to analyze the sensations and the aromas for the smoke and a good drink is really easy steps. I call it the cigar yoga for me. <laughs> cigar yoga? Yeah, cigar yoga. Cigars are very much like yoga yeah, yeah. in many yeah, ways. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's very easy. You need, the first step, you need to make a big puff. Take the smoke in your mouth for three to five seconds. Wash your mouth with, with, your, with, with, the, with the smoke and release the smoke very slowly. After that, you need to drink a little sip of the drink. But you don't need to wash your mouth with the drink. You need to eat direct to the stomach the drink. Yeah, so just okay. take a sip and drink it right away. Yes. Yeah, okay. And after that, you need to exhale very slowly with your mouth. Take air again and exhale with your nose very slowly. Mm -hmm. we, can, we can make it together. Yes, let's okay. try. Yeah, let's go, yeah. The puff. Release the smoke. Take your drink direct to the stomach and exhale. Take air again and exhale with your nose. It's easier to pick up. Yeah, you definitely get a lot more notes. Subtle notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> if you if you uh, see and if you you can feel in this special pairing. The old fashioned, it's a little bit more for the cigar, mm -hmm. okay? Because it's the first part of the cigar. It's very light, it's very mild. And the, and the old fashioned, it's very tasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's because totally the drink eats the sensations and the aromas for the, for the cigar. It's totally natural. It's not mm -hmm. um, maybe on the middle part of the cigar, it's better option for this right. kind of. Uh, when drink. the body of the cigar picks up a little bit more yes yeah yeah because that tequila uh the tequila we had last night that was really good and that was a jose cuervo's tequila right yes but you need to know jose cuervo it's a very big company mm -hmm. yeah. it's a very big family and they has a lot of history about the tequila industry okay yeah. so the tequila is known around the world for jose cuervo Okay, but Jose Cuervo, the classic square bottle with orange and mm -hmm. yellow, yeah, yeah, red and yellow, it's a mixed tequila. It's not a hundred percent made with agave. Mm -hmm. It's a mixed tequila. It's not bad, but it's made to shots and margaritas and other kind of cocktails. It's not a sipping tequila. It's not a premium tequila. Mm -hmm. But the Reserva de la Familia, uh, the family reserve from Cuervo, this is stuff. 
this is a correct stuff. <laughs> and and uh, I'm from Jalisco, the land of tequila and mariachi. Yeah. And we call it tequila this kind of tequila, the Reserva La Familia Jose Cuervo. Nobody drink Jose Cuero in, in Mexico, okay? It's an American thing. <laughs> Actually, yes. <Okay. laughs> That's sorry, but yeah. Um, um, Reserva La Familia has three different tequilas. The Platino is a silver one, the Reposado, and the Extrañejo. Everything is beautiful. It's very uh, high quality. It's very high, um, great sensations and great aromas. And it's because I designed this cigar for perfect pain with a Reposados or Añejos tequilas. Beautiful. And then uh, tell us about your other cigars uh, that are in your line. Because I know you have, I think you have four total. Am I correct? Or do you have more? Hmm. Right now, actually, uh, it's it's very funny because in 2021, we present the brand in PCA, the Premium Cigar Association in Las Vegas. Right. Okay? But we present the brand with this cigar, the Cuchillo Parado. Just one, Just cigar. one cigar. Just one cigar. Yeah. Wow. A lot of people talk with me and say, you're crazy, guys. You're crazy. Why you present your brand with one cigar? Just one cigar. And... I answer, my answer is, why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Good cigar, good brand, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. And actually, my business partner, Serge and, and Jamie, told me, oh, really? One cigar? We have other one in the warehouse. Okay, but it's, it's in resting. Yeah. Right. I don't show, I, I can show a cigar if the cigar is not okay to, to smoke. The people need to take the cigar from the box yep. and smoke immediately. Perfect. Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't true, tell yeah. them, oh, you have to wait a month before you smoke it. Okay. Put it in a humidor from a Kume or from Cedar Wood humidor yeah. <laughs> for two months, five months, two years. Oh come on. Right. Well not only that, if yeah. they try it and it's not ready, that's a you know, a it's bad good. representation of your cigar, and then yeah, they but- might not want to try it again. You know, even in next year at PCA, the year after, they'd be like, oh, I had that last time. I'm, you know, I don't want Yes, it. because we have just one show, one chance to show, to, to make a good deal, to make a, a good show. Yeah. And it's because, why not? We have tequila, we have a booth, we have mariachi band, and we have one cigar. Why not? That's why awesome. Not? And, and the people love the brand and the people love the cigar because it's a hundred percent made in Mexico with a hundred percent Mexican tobacco inside. And it's interesting. It's interesting, mm-hmm. but, uh, because no many, no many brands, Mexican brands, it's, it's have presence here in, in us or mm-hmm. other countries. Yeah. We know, uh, a, a, a couple and actually it's my inspiration to make a good cigar, some Mexican cigars, but. Right now we make a different different lines, three different lines actually, with one color. If you see the colors of, of the other boxes, it's green, white, and, and orange. And we have three different lines. Uh, orange one, the white one, and the green one. The orange one we call it Revolutionary Edition. Revolutionary Edition with, with two cigars. The Robusto, the Cuchillo Parado, it's medium strength cigar, with the characteristics uh, with the with the talk Tierra Blanca is the second most important barrel in the Mexican Revolution in, in the state of Veracruz its other town it's a Toro 6x54 medium to full strength cigar but this cigar we made with entirely with Negro San Andres filler binder and wrapper okay 
all the sensations and all of the aromas for, for the Negro San Andres. And this is a revolutionary edition. The green line is cabaret edition. Cabaret edition because every cigar, the three difference, has to, uh, we took the names for the principal and the most beautiful horses from Pancho Villa and Emiliano Zapata. Lucero, As de Oros, and Gilguero. We made these cigars in Nicaragua, in Esteli, with uh, special blends with Nicaraguan tobaccos and Mexican tobaccos, and a couple with, um, with uh, Habano Ecuador for the wrapper. And it's more complex cigars, but in all our cigars, I need to put in very highlight the Mexican tobaccos flavors, okay? It's because I use uh, the Mexican tobaccos in, in the filler, uh, but with a lot of uh, process to to make a good good cigars, yeah. good 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 blending. And the third line is called Soldadera Edition with a white label with three different cigars made in Dominican Republic in Santiago de los Caballeros, actually, with a special blend with Dominican tobaccos and Mexican tobaccos inside. And the Soldaderas is the name for the female warriors in the Mexican Revolution. Okay. Uh, and the names for each cigar is the name for a principal female who took part in the, in the Re Mexican Revolution. For example, the San Petrina. San Petrina, uh, she was an explosive expert for the armies for Pancho Villa. Or Teniente Angela, uh, Lieutenant Angela. It's, uh, she was a spy from the army, from Emiliano Zapata in the Mexican Revolution. So uh, every cigar for us, it's a little homage for uh, different things in the, in the Mexican Revolution. And right now we have three different lines between eight different cigars made in three different countries because uh, in the factory in San Andres Veracruz is very small. We have just 10 cigar rollers. We need help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's because uh, I select a very special factories in other countries to, to improve the, the production, to, to make more and um, best cigar mm -hmm. every yeah. time. You know, one of the things I really appreciate about your brand is um, it has a story behind it. Because I think it drives a lot of conversation, like when you're smoking cigars and stuff. And uh, like that's what we focus on on our brand. It was we want a story with a cigar. And I always love cigars with a good story behind it. Yeah, especially when you uh, highlight the history, like the Mexican Revolution. Yeah. Our cigar highlights Albanian history from the 1400s. Okay. And then, of course, in the future, we want to be have more current history and then even history all the way back to the Illyrians, like Alexander the Great and stuff like that, that time period. So we really appreciate cigars, especially newer brands that highlight the history of a certain region, a certain country. Uh, instead of just producing something just to make a cigar, you also have a story behind it. And I think that's great. Yeah, because um, like especially and I think like in America, uh, a lot of culture gets lost when people come here, you know, whether it's from Mexico, whether it's from Europe, they come here, they lose their culture. And, uh, you know, so I think it's great, you know, for for you and even us, how we're putting out um, these cigars with a story that shows the culture of the people that, you know, if you go on the website, you could read all about it. You could have the conversation about it and you could just get the word out there um, for history of the world, you know, because you have to know the history to move forward. You know what I mean? You can't repeat history, but you have to know it. And I, th I think that's, you know, a great point of view that you do and, you know, that 
you know, we're eventually going to do with even more history uh, on the timeline. But, yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. I was going to say, too, was uh, how you went to Vegas with the one cigar. Uh, when we first came out with Besa, uh, we were getting a lot of discrimination against going to cigar shops because they would say, oh, you only have one cigar. We don't want you in here. We want three or four of your cigars. But, you know, we don't have them yet. We're brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to wait. We're like, just smoke it. Just smoke it. And they loved it. And then they're like, well okay, we'll try it. We'll really have to push. Like, we'll try it. And then it would sell. And then that's when we get more and more the cigars in there. And we're like, yeah, we'll come out, you know, different sizes, different flavors. But this is just our first one. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's, it's totally funny because when we show the brand, a lot of people ask, ask us, uh, well, do you have one cigar, but you have a Toro for this cigar? No, we don't have Toro. Uh, a Gordo? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, torpedo with this cigar? No. No, just one cigar with just one shape. Why? Okay. And and I asking for, for the tobacco shop owners, um, do you have a space for one new brand for three boxes or six boxes? No, actually, no. So why, <laughs> yeah. so why does it matter? Yeah. yeah. But uh, actually, it's, it's not my goal to, to make just one cigar for, for this reason. This is eventually right. uh, the reason, but the, the principal reason for, for, for me is every cigar for we have in Casa 1910, it's a different different shape, different blend. Yeah. Because when I make a blend, I, th- I, I think that thing. Um, if, if you try a complex portfolio or complex catalog for one blend, just one, it's the best one. Right. Just one is the best one. Yeah. Just one fits perfect with your palate. It's because when, when I make um, a blend, I make a lot, a lot of experiments with different shapes. Mm-hmm. When, when I make a blend, the first step is made a special and um, very tight cigar. It's, it's called the, the shape Mareva. It's very tight. Uh, 40, 42 for ring gauge, maybe four, four, four and a half inch for length. And I make the blend with with that ring that shape, yeah, and the shape. And when when the blend, the proper blend, is finished, I make different shapes, different ring gauge, different lengths to to analyze the expression for the blend. And when I find the correct expression in the correct shape, that's it. That's it. My my job is totally finished. Okay, and and I, we don't make other other blends. Because this is this is this so is it's why. a perfect blend, yeah. That, yeah. That, that one shape, that one size that you picked, it's a perfect one. And uh, yeah, we've we've come to realize that too. Is you could take the same blend of you know your flagship cigar, but as soon as you change the shape, it's going to be a completely different flavor. You know, because the notes on it, the notes that hit you are different. So yeah, you have to find what blend fits what correct size, shape, everything uh, for it to be good. Yeah. So you're highlighting basically each cigar is going to be. The best blend for that shape, pretty much. Yes, um, it's it's um, well. I, I try to make these cigars in other shapes, but maybe you think you just need to put a little more for each kind of of leaf, a little bit more. But it's not worth that. 
it's not worth it. You need to make changes in the blend. And when you make changes in the blend, it's other blend. Mm -hmm. It's right. other blend. If yeah. you need to put more, uh, a little bit more seco, sorry. It's Completely different other blend. blend. Yeah. It's yep. other blend. Because expressed totally different. Yeah. Uh, when you smoke, the evolution in the cigar is different. The flavors, the, the strength is different. It's other blend. Yeah. And, and actually, if, if you make these cigars in a, in a torpedo shape, in a figurado, change the final expression. Yeah. Because you make it a, a different out for, for the smoke, mm -hmm. you change the expression for, for the cigar. Right. It's, it's interesting. Um, I, I need to say I make a lot of mistakes. I, I make a lot of shit cigars in the, <laughs> yeah, in the factory. Yeah. yeah. But it's part of the of the job. It's part, part of the process. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, like you said, the that cigar in a Gordo size might not be nearly as good. And, I mean, overall, we enjoy the thinner ring gauges, like around the 50. We love Lanceros. But it's not always going to be the same. People ask, you know, oh, you know, when's your Gordo size coming out? Well, it's like, well, you know, if we make a Gordo, it might be a completely different cigar. Because, like you said, that blend might not be great in a gordo size so we might have to look at another blend yes and and i, I need to say um I, I i don't say it's totally wrong if you make other shapes in the same oh, way of course yeah. No, yeah yeah no but for us we are a small factory and if we make other shapes in the same blend, it's troubles for us. Right. It's totally troubles for us. <laughs> and it, it's more easy to, to show you, for example, if you have a tobacco shop, it's more easy to, to say, okay, I have eight different cigars, eight different shapes. You just need eight different shelf spaces. Yeah. Okay. You don't need triple spaces. Or right. double is uh, sixteen spaces. You don't need sixteen mm. spaces. Right. You you just need eight. And yeah, we <laughs> know plenty of other uh, companies that are smaller companies like you guys, where every cigar they come out with it's a completely different size and a completely different blend. Because it's the same concept that you're saying, where it's like, okay, we could make five different sizes for the cigar, or we can make five different blends with different sizes that complement each other. And that way you have even more variety to choose from. And we don't have to put out, you know, tens of thousands of cigars right off the bat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that the customer will appreciate that too, because I mean, you can go for a brand like Padron, great brand. They have tons of different sizes, you know, pretty much all different sizes, great cigars. But for yes. someone that's a smaller company, someone that's newer, that's really focusing on the blend and the overall experience of the cigar, there's a lot of value in that. And the customer will really enjoy that. In, I, I don't know if you think like me, but when, when I go to a tobacco shop like Corona, for example, yeah, and I see the references, the old references for every cigar, for every brand, and, and I just look in the cigars and I don't know what to try I don't know yeah. what to taste. I, I don't know what to buy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, it, it's easy to get overwhelmed with the amount of cigars that you see. Yeah. But it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to have <laughs> a lot of cigars. But it's complex to to the aficionado, to, to the rookies. 
and when when he got he got to the they got to the to the tobacco show and see a lot of of um, options options they make crazy yeah yeah even yeah. even <laughs> for us i mean so we've been going to corona for quite some time and we still walk in there and we're like well, i don't know what i want to smoke there's so yeah. many options yeah. and then you're like second guessing yourself and you don't know what you want and you know, of course, like you said, it's great to have all those options, but especially for someone that's new to smoking cigars, they're definitely going to need a guide to help them yes, choose their you, cigar. You need a chart <laughs> with, yeah. with your checklist, and okay, that that cigar I tasted before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one not okay. I take one. Right, yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's one thing with us is you know we would forget all the time what we tried, what we didn't try. So this, like, I, I mean, especially for me, I would start taking pictures. Of the mm -hmm. cigar, just so I have the label, I have everything, you know, on my phone. I'd be like, like I think I tried that one. Let me check, and I would check on my phone. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely yeah. an overwhelming. But it's <laughs> it's great to have though, because uh, there's a lot of times, uh, especially like on the podcast, or we'll have people be like, "Hey, did you try this cigar? Did you try this cigar?" And we're lucky that across the street we could go, you know, get a cigar that most of you know America can't get right away, but we can, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. I will say what probably does help too is um you have a beautiful box and a beautiful band. How'd you come up with the logo and things like that? Well, this other thing um, because if if you thinking about the design, the blend, it's it's complicated. Yeah, design the box, design the logo, and design the storytelling behind the brand. It's a, yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, and. With with my business partner, uh, Sir Chai Jamie, we talk about a, oh we need to make a great cigar Mexican brand and blah blah. But okay, maybe we have fifteen different names in our mind in the table, and maybe we have uh, a lot of a lot of ideas in the table, but a, a very special design design office uh, we help us with the with the complete design uh, about the uh, the cigars the logotype and this is the final result for maybe and an a year and a half for working in the with the design office and right now we have here a very special selection of colors because the mexican flag is green white and red mm -hmm. but in mexico uh, we can't use the proper colors for the flag because the law uh, it's prohibited mm. to use the official colors. Oh, oh really? Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, in, in Mexico you can see um, a shirt with the with the flag. You can see. Uh, you can see. You can. You can't make. Yeah. And it's very curious, and it's because we use the orange. Because the orange mm -hmm. is the most closest color for, for the red. Okay. And the logotype, if you see, it's a very, very small um, representation for the Mexican seal for the flag. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you see the Mexican flag, the, the seal, the center seal, it's a complete eagle taken as a snake mm -hmm. over the cactuses, over the nopales. Okay. But our logotype, it's a let me let me make a zoom for the logotype. Ah, there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So it's the the eagles 
Yeah, it's the eagle Talon. claw. It's yeah. the eagle claw taking the snake and over the, the nopales, right? Yeah. But it's a little analogy for if you see your hand taking the cigar, it's a very similar for the eagle claw taking oh, the oh, cigar. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And the rest of the body for the snake is a smoke. Wow. Oh, I love for, that, man. For the cigar. It's very similar. Genius. It's a, a, a little analogy. Yeah. yeah. So th this is a, the history behind the logotype. It's a representation for the for the Mexican flag and the colors, too. I love it, man. I'm always big on um, cigar labels. I always think that if you produce a great cigar, you should have a great label to match with it. You know what I mean? I feel like some people, uh, they put too much work in a label. They don't put enough work in cigar. They put too much. They don't do anything with a label. And then. Because when you're smoking it, you want people to notice you're smoking it. That way you talk about the cigar. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Uh, actually, for for internal team, uh, for design designers, the marketing team, and and the co-founders, it's very important to, to make a good balance between three important things. Good quality in the tobaccos, mm -hmm. good packaging, and good history. Okay? Because... When you make a tasting, the, the total process, the first step, it's with your eyes. Yeah. Okay? Yep. It's the same when you go to the, to the shop. The, the, the first uh, connection for the product is with your eyes. Mm -hmm. It's with your eyes. A lot of people say, oh, the level, it no matters. The box is no matters. But if you, don't, if you can't see the, the product, if you can't see the cigar... Matters. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If Mutters. you go into a shop like Corona, this box will stand out. The orange, especially, it's nice, bright orange. It'll stand out uh, compared to all the other cigars. But yeah, you're right. If you have a box uh, or a label that doesn't stand out, it just blends in with everything else. Yes, and it's. I love this box because it's a really, really design job. Because you have the principal info in your box with the origin, the time of the smoke, the strength of the cigar, and the pairing, and the suggested pairing, okay? In the second part, you can see the blend. And the last part, the principal organoleptic notes. You can see the complexity, the aroma, the principal aroma, and the flavors. But is a principal in the, in the shelf darker info, okay? And every, every box for us, we have, they have a bóveda, for each cigars and the the box it's very tight. Oh, good wow. seal. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a great seal. seal. Yeah. yeah. If you take the the box for a gift, for example, maybe if the if the people that you give the box don't have a humidor, you can leave the cigars in the in the box. And I make a lot of tests for that. Mm -hmm. You can uh, leave in your table or in the cabin yeah uh, the cabinet like yeah your your box for one month with the bóveda mm -hmm. oh that's good and the cigars is not dry okay yeah. it's very important but if you put the, the box inside a ziploc bag you have two two months mm, yeah yeah it's it's very important because no 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 a lot of people has uh, the humidor when when the people it's uh, the beginning of the cigar world right yeah. it's because it's very easy to to have a very tight box mm -hmm. and yeah. have a very special uh, very special box and we we make our boxes with a cardboard 
<coughs> because it's more easy to to ship it. It's more light yeah. and mm. it's more easy to, to ship it. And it's more easy to um, recycling. It's it's more easy for, for that. So we use this kind of, of box. Mm -hmm. And we don't use the, the, the wood because when you buy a, a cigar box, you need to take the, the cigars and put in your humidor. It's the best option for a, a great evolution yeah. and a great uh, expression for the cigars. Mm -hmm. And the box not matter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great too. So you give someone a box. Let, if it lasts, you know, one or two months, all they have to do is put a new Bovita pack in there, you know, for $2, whatever that Bovita pack costs. And then they have another month or another two months of yeah. freshness in there. But I, I need to say it's not a bad option. It's mm -hmm. not the best option. Not, yeah. But if you need. Yeah. yeah. If that's what you have. It's a good option. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. What do you think some of the challenges were when you first started uh, producing this car and to getting uh, into new cigar shops and getting your name out there? Well, <laughs> a lot of challenge. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we know that firsthand. <laughs> yeah, uh, because first of all, you need to to find very good, very good, good, good suppliers for for tobacco. If you don't have a farm, okay, you need to find a very, very good supplier with a very good quality every time when you buy tobaccos. And second, you need to find a very, very great cigar rollers and keep it. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe the third one for, for my side, the third challenge, the most important, it's understanding the, um, the American or European palates. Because it's totally different. Uh, the, the cigars, when in Mexico, uh, the cigar smoking buys, it's not the same cigars here in U.S. And actually, in, uh, here in U.S., you can see this, the sales in the tobacco shops in Texas. It's very categorical. But in Florida, it's southern. It's different. Yeah, yeah. So you need to make cigars to all palates. Right. It's very complex. It's very complex. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, you you need a lot of money. You need <laughs> yeah. a lot of money, and you need to Expensive make for sure. you need to make sales because uh, the box it's very expensive. The rings, if, if you if you like to take and and have great rings, you need to pay. Yeah. Yep. The the boxes too. If you if you need to put. This kind of, of logotype with the, this texture, it's, it's more expensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. more expensive. Uh, this a little logo, it's more, more expensive. It's a lot of complexity and, and you need to visit the shops and you need to, to talk with the people. And I'm from Mexico. Okay. And I, we, we talk in Spanish. We, we talk in Spanish. So. Yeah. It's, it's very complex to go to other country with other language and express correctly mm -hmm. uh, the sensation of, of the cigars, the sensations uh, and the explanation for our brand. It's complex. It's not just a speech because maybe I can learn uh, in, in the memory a very good speech, but I'm not a robot. 
I, it, this is a feeling, this is an expression, this mm. is experience. And I need to, to express correctly my, uh, my feelings. And it's very complicated. But definitely it's, it's a good challenge. Everything is a good, a good challenge. To, to, find, to find a way to, to sell more cigars, to, to go to, to the tables and the, and the ashtrays for the cigar aficionados, it's, it's a very good challenge. Be, because when, when I see the face for, for the cigar smoker, try my cigar and maybe they don't say anything yeah but the eyes the the, the expression of, of their face it's it's good mm -hmm. the the most the, the most big part of the times it's very good reaction so yeah. I feel better I feel good with the cigars and and the brand and we have an amazing team and right now every challenge it's very Maybe on the on the first part it's complicated, but right now we enjoy the the challenges. Yeah, and I'll tell you too. So the first time I found out about your cigar uh, was through social media. A picture just came up, and I looked at it and I said, "Wow, that's a very cool band." Um, I've never heard of the cigar, so I scroll past it, and then two days later, maybe I saw it again. So now it starts popping up more, and I'm like, "Okay." So obviously, you guys have your social media presence starting to kick up because i started seeing them more i think other people have started seeing it more too um would you say social media has been your best marketing tactic or is there something else that has worked better for you well um at the beginning yes at the beginning yes because it's the most easy easy way to to go to the all cigar aficionados in in the world in the world mm -hmm. and we we have messages from spain from china from a lot of countries and it's very very interesting but the most important part in the growing uh, a brand it's go to the tobacco shops and talk with the people the and the things like this talk with you and talk about the brand and talk about our feelings and talk about the team is a is the most beautiful is the most beautiful way to make a good connections uh, because it's a correct way to to make you understand the brand the the casa nineteen ten but the social media networks it's very easy it's very easy because right now in in, in a lot of countries maybe you can't make a payment. Uh, advertising, yeah, but the social media, it's okay, or, or maybe it's under the law. For example, in Mexico right now, it's totally prohibited uh, the use of the social media for tobaccos. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Not just cigarettes, the tobaccos. Yeah, the tobaccos. So it's very easy to to make a a good um, a good profile. Yeah, and share the experience for Casa 1910 and education and um, that this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, social media, especially in cigars, because you can't, like you said, it can't pay for advertising, pretty much. Social yes. media is great, building the presence, and it, it definitely helps because, of course, I saw pictures of your cigars, and then when I went into Corona, they had them, and I was like, oh, I know this cigar, I've seen it. 
let me try it because I've been seeing it all over the place. Yes, uh, and maybe you don't remember when you see yeah. the cigars, but you see the cigar. You see <laughs> our cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w when you go to the tobacco shop, and I see before that cigar. It's it's very important, but the most important part for our our brand or in our team is the education. It's yeah. education be because the advertising. Oh, okay, this is a product. This is a product. But about education, you can you can feel the brand, you can feel the history, the heritage, and one maybe the most important goal from from Casa 1910 is share the heritage, the Mexican heritage. And when when I when I say the Mexican heritage, I I talk about the Mexican Revolution, and I tell the Mexican tobaccos. This is this is the education way. I think you're right. It is important, too, because it builds a, a connection with the consumer. Because like you said, yeah, I mean, the box looks great. The band looks great. It's a good cigar. But when you have that connection with the consumer and you tell them about the history and about the brand, they're more likely to connect with it because they know you, too. They know you personally. Okay, this is the guy that blended it. That's really cool. It helps build a connection with them. And that way they can, you know enjoy the cigar even more i would say because you have a but you know like padron or davidoff for example great cigars people love them but the value of having a conversation with the blender or the owner is very valuable too i would agree i i, I know um my i don't know how to say But my education about the tobacco, my first education about the tobacco, it's a Cuban tobacco, in the Cuban cigars. So when when you see the social media profiles in, in Habanos, you never see the proper history about the blender. Yeah. Nobody knows the name of the blender. Nobody knows the, the name of the master uh, cigar roller. Yeah. You just know about the name of the brand the ring gauge the strength and a little bit aromas but well the cuban tobaccos is, is amazing they have amazing history mm -hmm. they have amazing quality in the tobacco leaves but the people where is the people the people behind the brand the people who makes the cigars where are yeah. where are It's yeah, just yeah. just some guy or some girl. Yes. You don't know. Yes, but but where? Yeah. And yeah. actually if, if you go to the factories, you you can see the the cigar rollers, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where's the blender? Oh, uh, no. We, we have a recipe. Okay. But they they have a blender. Yeah, they have yeah, they hide them, yeah. But yeah. but you 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 never know them. And it's it's very Blue, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awful, but it's it's very important to to make a good connection with the farmers, with the rollers, with the people in the gallery uh, who took part in the in the curing barn and the fermentation process because every every step on the process counts in the final product. Yeah, if you mess yeah. up one step, then the whole product is changed. It's different. Yeah, you know, and it's ruined. So. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah. Very good. Anything else that you would like to share 
that you want the consumer to know about the brand? Final thoughts? Yes, of course. Well, um, right now we're increasing presence in, in U.S. is very important uh, for us. Mm, maybe don't don't have a lot of presence in a lot of tobacco shops, but in your restaurants is is the most important part. And I really I really um, share with all people. You need to take um, taste a lot of countries for for tobacco producers. If you always smoke, maybe Nicaragua, hey, try Dominican Republic, try Honduras, mm -hmm. try other different countries, and and try Mexico because a lot of a lot of brands in their cigars have a Mexican tobacco, maybe a little bit on the filler, but maybe in the binder, but it's more it's more regular if you see. A Mexican Negro San Andres wrapper. Mm -hmm. right. So you need to try a Mexican brand with a with a Mexican made with Mexican hands with Mexican tobaccos with a very great quality. And it's very important to to us to share the Mexican heritage and the Mexican tobacco. And right now I'm working in two new cigars and other one for the Revolutionary Edition because. The Soldier Edition has three cigars, the Cabri Edition has three cigars, and the Revolutionary Edition right now has two cigars. And I'm I'm designed the third one for Revolutionary Edition. And maybe at the last part of this year, or maybe at the PCA, I don't know. Oh, already here first. Yeah. But uh, I um, we are we are working in the new and the our first limited edition. The limited edition. It's a very special collaboration with an amazing, amazing master blender. Mm. I can't tell you okay. anymore, <laughs> okay. but uh, it's with amazing tobaccos, amazing shape. It's a very, very interesting shape, and it's a beautiful box and a beautiful cigar. Our first limited edition properly, and this is the the new things. And in November. We have the Casa 1910 Experience. Casa 1910 Experience, it's a very special three-day party in Mexico. In Mexico, uh, in 2023, is our third uh, Casa 1910 Experience. And a lot of tobacco shop owners go to Mexico City to Friday to Sunday um, for 20th of November. Because the 20th of November is a proper day for the Mexican Revolution. And the 1910 is the year of the Mexican Revolution. Okay. So. We make a very special experience in three days um, in Mexico City, or maybe we change the venue, but it's very, very interesting. So maybe we, we can tell you more about the 1910 experience in, in the future months. Yeah. But uh, wait for a special surprises in PCA. Okay. No, can't wait for it. Very nice. Yeah. Limited editions. Very exciting. We love limited edition cigars. There's always excitement around that. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this special episode of The Cigar Guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes. Go to our link tree as well so you can find shorter content on TikTok, Instagram, other social media platforms. But again, thanks for tuning in. And thank you, Mr. Santiago, for being here. Really appreciate it. See you guys thank next you time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.